Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. As always, my favorite time each week to give you the inside track to show you where you're being lied to. And man, since February 29th, I have had a true field day. I've always claimed you didn't get the truth. I've always claimed you could understand the truth if you could just be exposed to it. Thus the theme of my show for the last nine years. But this thing with COVID-19, this is the topper. And the topper of the topper is, it looks like I could have been wrong. That's right. It looks like my claim that I wouldn't be wrong is threatened. Except it's not. And what I mean is, I told you a long time ago, this virus was not a lot worse than the flu. At worst, it was going to be a harsh flu. But as of today, we have about 105 deaths. Now, we had a 100,000 death count somewhere in the early 60s to a flu. 1960s. Yes, we did. 2017, 2018 flu hit 80,000. But nonetheless, it could look like on the outside that COVID-19 is going to take the lead. Wrong. Once again, fellow Christians, you are being lied to. In today's show, lying about COVID-19 death counts. How and why hospitals and physicians grossly inflate the number of deaths. That's right. I'm going to make a claim, and in the end, I will be correct. So no, I have not been wrong. Not wrong about any little incremental step along the way, from the garbage of the face mask all the way to grossly inflating the death counts. So the fact that even if we do get a vaccine, and that will take a little bit of time, no matter how much they speed it up, unless they truly want to kill us in mass and skip the safety phases of clinical trials, by the time we get around to a vaccine, well, let's put it this way. At best, the flu vaccine is what? 30, 40, 50% effective? You've been told now to hide out under a rock for as long as it takes to get a vaccine out. That, statistically speaking, may never come. That, statistically speaking, even if it does come, isn't going to be that effective anyway. Where have I been wrong? Certainly not with the idea, the claim that physicians and hospitals are grossly inflating the number of deaths. And on that gross inflation and grossly exaggerated threat, we've changed the entire rubric of the world. And that cliche that almost makes me nauseous, what about the children? Your children are their future? We're throwing it away. Fellow Christians, you're throwing it away. Do you know what they've got lined up for this September? We'll get into that later. 
But let's substantiate my claim. A wonderful woman did this out of Chicago, out of Illinois. If you're on the website, straighttalk.cc, please join me. If not, I'm going to play this clip of Dr. Ngozi Aziki. She is the head of public health in the state of Illinois, and she's going to explain to you. Now, this is unbelievable, but it happened. She's going to explain to you exactly how deaths are recorded, and I'll just let you follow the natural sequence of the logic. I'm going to play this, and I want you to listen to this physician doing us a wonderful favor. In other words, openly admitting how these numbers are grossly inflated. Just listen. ...and immunocompromised groups. Illinois' virus-related death toll continues to climb. The director of public health took time today to explain how the department rules someone an actual COVID death. All right, so this is a, a news bulletin, and we're going to hear Dr. Aziki explain to us how we record COVID deaths. Now, this is Chicago. This is the state of Illinois. This is going on all over the United States. And the CDC has told doctors how to do this, has told hospitals how to do this. I'm going to explain to you why, but this is the how and this is the reality. So listen to it. It can be a little confusing. She says anyone who has COVID when they pass away will be included in that category. Dr. Ngazi Azike explained this does not mean the virus caused that death, but if someone does test positive for COVID before dying, that is classified a coronavirus fatality. Did you just hear that? I'm going to play that again. If you're driving, pull the car over if it's safe and listen to this because it's worth it. Listen to how we record COVID deaths. Someone an actual COVID death. It can be a little confusing. She says anyone who has COVID when they pass away will be included in that category. Dr. Ngazi Azike explained this does not mean the virus caused that death, but if someone does test positive for COVID before dying, that is classified a coronavirus fatality. Now, Dr. Aziki is about to take it over and explain this. But I just want to give you a heads up on this, just in case it's not clear. What Dr. Aziki is about to tell you, head of the Department of Public Health in the state of Illinois, and exactly like every other state in the United States. If you come in to an ER room, if you have a place in a hospital and you're dying of cancer, you're dying of heart disease, you're dying of old age, you're dying of whatever you're dying of, and they test you, and believe me, they're looking to test you, and they find you positive for COVID-19, that is recorded as a COVID death, even though it's not the cause of death. I hope you're sitting, I hope you're listening, and I hope you understand that the whole world is changing on this lie, because the claim and the consequence of the claim that this virus is going to wipe out mankind is going to hit numbers and levels unseen since the Spanish flu are statistics that are being generated off a lie. You are being lied to. Remember that when your children basically go to school this September, if they go to school in September with gas masks. Remember this, when the local shoe store down the street is out of business, when the pizzeria is gone. Remember this, when it seems like every day you get up, the sun forgot to rise. You remember you're being lied to, 
And then I want you to ask yourself what you're doing about it, because I'm sorry, for the most part, the answer is nothing. You just think this is going to go away. And I told you last week, it's not going to go away. It's never going away. Eric Garcetti is never going to lift the quarantine. Nor is our Governor Newsom ever going to lift the quarantine and wait for the second wave. And if we don't get a second wave, when the second wave comes, and it's never going to end. You have changed the world by your submission. You are being bullied off the face of the earth. America, I pray as a Christian, you wake up. And my audience, my constituency, the good listeners of K-Bright, start thinking about action. Civil action. Not criminal action, civil action. There's lots you can do. We'll get into that at the end of the show. And if I don't get to it by the end of the show, I'm going to do another show. I'm going to add to this show in about three hours. So get back on the website, that's straighttalk.cc, and listen. But I just want you to understand, I'm not fake news, because this really went down. Listen. You were in hospice and had already been given, you know, a few weeks to live. And then you also were found to have COVID that would be counted as a COVID death. It might have a clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time. It's still listed as a COVID death. So um, everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they had COVID at the time of death. Did I just hear that? Am I on drugs? Did I drop acid? Do I not speak English? Does she not speak English? Did I just hear somebody say, in a high official government position, a physician say, it may not be the cause of death, but we're going to list it as the cause of death and collectively bump the numbers up to over 100,000 so we can continue to change the rubric of the world. I don't have any words. I literally don't have any words. How have we gotten this screwed up as a society? If you were a Christian, whoever you are, if you were a Martian, this is far beyond the point at which you should just smile complacently and say, I'm just going to do Bible study and pray because that'll take care of it. Sometimes you got to act. Sometimes scripture demands action, real action. And I pray that you start thinking about real action because this isn't going to go away. Did you just hear this woman? Now we're lying openly to your face. Yes, you're being lied to openly to your face. Just listen. Doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they had COVID at the time of death. And Dr. Zike also said one of the health department's top priorities, of course, is continuing to best protect the, the most vulnerable and immunocompromised. There, of course. Now that I've just destroyed you, now that I've lied to you, I just want you to remember, I love you. Okay, okay, all right, this, I made this up. I admit, I'm conspiratorial, and I'm the liar. Fact check me, because that didn't occur, because that's not all over YouTube, because I'm calling it to your attention, and really, it's just fictitious. Well, listen to this one. This is State Senator 
Scott Johnson, Jensen. He's a physician out of Minnesota. He's being interviewed on a radio broadcast. He's inter- being interviewed on a, on a news station by a news interviewer, a journalist. He's going to back up Dr. Aziki. They don't know each other. They don't even know each other as far as YouTube. But he's going to say the same thing. Listen to him say the same thing. Case in lines, talk about an interesting piece you put in the Star Tribune recently as well. So I don't know if you like Dr. Jensen, Senator Jensen, but thank you so much for joining us tonight, sir. Let's start with this. Um, You and I communicated briefly yesterday via email, shortly on the phone. Have you yet seen the information that's going into these U of M models that the governor is using to make these decisions? No, we have not. Uh, We have asked for those, and we were told by the governor's office that we would receive the data tonight. And so we're hoping to see what the assumptions are and what the data is. Uh, But at this point in time, we have not. So I just want to be clear for our audience, sir. You've got a governor of a state that is making executive orders, stay-at-home orders that right now is cratering your economy. Uh, We don't know what data is being used, and yet you as a state senator, as a doctor, have not seen that data that's being used for our governor to make these decisions. No, we have not. And um, Does that, does that is, not concern you? I mean, shouldn't the people of Minnesota be screaming right now? Well, I think, you know, Minnesota nice. We want to, we want to be good soldiers in that. He's going to get to the good part in a minute. But Dr. Jensen, outstandingly dignified man, is answering the journalist who asks, shouldn't the people of Minnesota be screaming right now? And what he's about to say is they just want to be good citizens. And I get it. But you see, you haven't understood this the way I understand it. And sometimes good citizen means get active. It doesn't mean be a good civil servant. It doesn't mean follow the rules. It means challenge the rules. It means if you don't get compelling reasons to follow an extreme rule, ask questions. And when you don't get answers, take it from there. It is called civil disobedience. That is our right, our constitutional right. I didn't say get violent. I didn't say get vulgar. I didn't say get personally disrespectful. I said exercise your rights. Well, I thought that's what we were going to do. So last week, Dennis Prager, and we all know Dennis Prager, he's got one of the most followed talk radio shows in the last 20 years. Dennis Prager held a moratorium to change Eric Garcetti's mind in the city of Los Angeles, a city I'm so thankful I don't live in. He drew 300 people, 300 people. Here's a guy that gets millions each week, and at plea to his fellow Los Angelinans, he gets 300 people. How are we going to do this, guys? One of the leading and most historically significant radio figures in the last 10 to 20 years asks his fellow citizens of Los Angeles to join him to set Garcetti straight, to set the governor straight, and 300 people show up. What are we thinking? What are we smoking? 
Maybe all that high blood sugar and high insulin has finally made us completely and totally impotent. Impotent as a society, incapable of defending itself. And yeah, I'm starting to think that's really what it comes down to. It's way beyond wanting to be a good citizen. You're just a bunch of wimps. Sorry. Stay under your rock. But I think that people are starting to say, hold it now. We need to have a deeper understanding of this, and we're not getting it. I think that in Minnesota, as a physician, I... Now he's going to explain what as a physician. Remember, he's a state senator and a physician. Now, as a physician, he's about to tell you what Dr. Aziki told you, what Elon Musk is about to tell you, what Dr. Anderson from Bakersfield is about to tell you, that the 100,000 we're claiming have died to COVID-19 is probably double, meaning it's probably half that, meaning those numbers have been incorrectly inflated. Don't listen to Dr. Aziki. Don't listen to me. Now just let Dr. Jensen take over. I received an email last week from the Department of Health coaching me on how to fill out death certificates. And I've never really received coaching from the vital statistics uh, agency in terms of how to do a death certificate. But basically, I felt like they were saying, you know, you don't have to have a confirmed laboratory test for COVID-19 in order to make the death certificate be COVID-19. So wait, 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 wait. Uh, but, sir, 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 I don't mean to interrupt you, but that and what you just said, I think is critically important. Can you repeat what you just said, please? Well, last Friday, I received a seven-page document that sort of told me that if I had an 86-year-old patient that had pneumonia but was never tested for COVID-19, but sometime after she came down with pneumonia, we learned that she had been exposed to her son who had no symptoms, but later on was identified with COVID-19, that it would be appropriate to diagnose on the death certificate COVID-19. All right, I want you to understand that. Dr. Ezekiel is saying that independent of the cause of your death, like late stage cancer, independent of the cause of death, if they test you, when they test you, looking for you to be positive to COVID-19, I'll get into that reason later, and they find that you test positive to COVID-19, even if you died of something different, even if they know you died of something different, even if cause of death was something different, that gets written up as a COVID-19 death. This is one mortal sin they're committing. This is one egregious lie that they're committing. The second one Dr. Jensen's pointing out, and that is if they don't test you, but you have symptoms like COVID-19, and that can be extended to anything. You can die with a headache, and that's a symptom for COVID-19. You can die with fever. That's a symptom. You can die with a cough. You can die with any one of hundreds of symptoms, and that's recorded as a death for COVID-19. That's what Dr. Jensen's saying. They're grossly inflating the numbers two different ways. You're hearing two different physicians, both of them in the limelight, both of them in a position where they can't afford to lie. They can afford to omit the truth, like many, but they cannot afford to lie. That is why Dr. Aziki is not lying. She's telling you the way it really works. And so is Dr. Jensen. Let's finish this. 
Now, we've not done that. If someone has the pneumonia after, and, and it's in the middle of a flu epidemic, and I don't have a test on influenza, I don't diagnose influenza on the death certificate. I will say uh, this elderly patient sure. died of pneumonia. Did you hear that? Dr. Jensen's in his 70s. Dr. Jensen's explaining how it's done. All the statistics from the flus, even the worst flus, even the 2017 flu where 80,000 the CDC listed that died, they don't pump the numbers up like that. This was a mandate by the CDC that occurred about four months ago, about three and a half months ago. This shook the medical world, and all the doctors bent over to it. At least most of them did. Here's the reason, and I'll get into this later, and you'll hear Elon Musk get into it. When the CDC mandated, when our politicians mandated that the surgery for congestive heart failure or the hip replacement or the gallbladder surgery you needed was an elective surgery, it left many hospitals bankrupt. That's right. And the reason is, outside of some of the harder-hit cities, many hospitals couldn't make a living. In other words, doctors were furloughed. Now, all you nurses listening and all you medical doctors listening, you know this is true. You were told to go home, stay home, have a vacation. Because the only need for your services were those that were COVID-related. Well, that's fine for the doctors and the nurses. But the hospitals, they have a weekly nut. They, like anybody else, have a certain amount of money they need to make each week. So when we passed the different stimulus packages, what it basically translated to, that for each COVID patient, for each patient you list as deceased due to COVID, you got a lot of money. I think the last number I heard was $40,000. So what do you think followed as a consequence from hotel administration? What do you think? List everything as a COVID death. Now, integrate that into the CDC's shift, like Dr. Jensen's pointing out, as to how you record COVID deaths. Put two and two together. Do you understand why now, at 100,000 deaths, we're being lied to? Can you just imagine how much smaller that number actually is? And how about your common sense down here in Orange County? I think we've had 120 deaths. How many hundreds and thousands of people and 120 deaths? Oh, I know because of the quarantine. I don't even want to get into that crock. If you are dumb enough to think that this quarantine is the reason that the state of California has seen about 4,500 deaths in a state of 40 million, I don't know what to say. And I've done shows on this before, so I won't really get into this piece now. Orange County seen nothing. Neither of you. Where are these people? I don't run into them. And I talk to a lot of people. I ask a lot of questions. I don't miss one opportunity to talk to anybody. Doesn't matter to me. Gas stations, laundromats, you name it, I bring it up. I want to know where all these sick people are. I want to know where all these dead people are. Because I'm sure not seeing any. I have to date only spoken and directly had encounter with two people who have had this flu. And that's it. And they're both 
doing quite well and on the other side of it a long time ago. I want you to ask yourself the same question. If all this garbage is so true, if we really are under the Great Plague, if we really do necessitate a state of emergency sufficient to change the whole rubric of the world, if really this is a reason to enter into the true matrix, where is your personal experience with the sick and dying? And I'll tell you right now, you can't answer me. I know you can't. I know you haven't run into anybody. And those of you with children, do you know what September looks like? Do you know what these mandates are going to do to the psyches of your children? Would you want to wear a face mask? Would you no longer want to be able to play with your friends? Would you want to turn the educational piece into something draconian and Orwellian? School is frightening enough to little kids, unfortunately. And now what they're going to do? Ladies, you birthed those children. I'm a doctor. I'm around that. I know what you suffer to birth in the name of love. And you're going to take all that and flush it down the drain of pumped up statistics? Sorry. You have to act. Why are you not congregating? Why are you not becoming a cohesive force? Why are you not down there with signs, posters, screaming at your school board? Why are you not contacting your governor? Why are you accepting this? Because you want to be a good citizen. Because you want to wear your cloth face mask. Because you want to be that idiot jackass online with a face mask that doesn't work. I wouldn't mind if it did. I wouldn't talk to you if it was effective. I wouldn't talk to you if that N95, that P95 mask didn't make you hypoxic because then you just might get some protection. But when you're stupid enough, innocent enough, ignorant enough, weak enough to accept lies like cloth face masks that you buy at the pharmacy actually offer protection? Shame on you. Shame on you. And you will pay. You're going to pay. You're paying now. You're going to pay worse. This is just the beginning. Bullies do not back off. There's only one way to fix a bully, and that's to get in their face. Share my show. Listen to my show again. Get on the website, straighttalk.cc. Listen to the second half of the show. Listen to Elon Musk effectively say exactly what I've told you. Don't listen to me. Just use me as a vehicle to hook you into people who are bigger and better and richer and smarter than I am. And sleep on that. God bless you. I pray for you. I'll see you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week. Okay, part two. I just finished part one. Yeah, that's the state of affairs. I think we're 
too fat. I think we're too self-indulgent. I think we've become lazy. But could we be that lazy? I have to hope that we're just dormant. Like Senator Jensen says, we just want to be good citizens, and that's understandable. But it's too late, guys. I mean, I don't mean it's too late. I mean, you got to do something now. What do you have to do? Argue my point with everybody. Here's Ten Commandments. Argue my point at least once a day with somebody. Don't get yourself into fistfights. Don't get yourself into all sorts of personal arguments. But if you think someone will lend an ear, someone when you know, give them the facts. Give them alternate perspectives. Make them think. It's not natural for people to want to do this. Argue the point. Are you doing that? Then your political leaders. If it's Los Angeles, if it's the state of California, let your politicians know you're not happy and this is why. Ask them to look at it differently. Tell them if they don't lift this bogus quarantine, you're not going to vote for them. Gavin Newsom's up for re-election this fall. If you like him as a governor, tell him. I like you as a governor, but this has been mismanaged. You're listening to the wrong people. It's time to lift the quarantine and let it ride. Protect the elderly. Protect the sick. Spend your resources that way. But let the rest of us mingle and get back to the living. Let them know. Number two. Number three. YouTube. YouTube. You can voice your opinion on YouTube. YouTube, censorship aside, allows you to argue it out. Let yourself be heard on YouTube. It's a wonderful way. It's a great pastime. You can talk to people all over the world, people who don't understand, people who clip and clap and have opinions based on nonsense. Science can be informed. Take the time to create relationships. Speak out. YouTube's not going to censor you unless you use curse words, unless you put things in the YouTube replies that are really out of line. But they're not going to censor you when you disagree with the effectiveness of surgical masks. Surgical masks don't work. They're at best 20-30% effective and no, a little help isn't it's not better than nothing. A little help better than nothing is like saying, my house is on fire, but I'm going to stay indoors and I'm going to use a little water pistol because that's better than nothing. In the end, you're burnt to death and your house is gone. You see, sometimes a sense of false security is very dangerous. And that's what's happening with these masks. The surgical masks, the cloth masks, the homemade masks, it's a false sense of security. You cannot build an effective response on a lie, and that's what we're doing. It doesn't order for adequate protection. It doesn't stop the microaerosols. The microaerosols go more than six feet. That is 
the droplets under 5 microns, 4 microns, 3 microns, 2 microns, 1 micron. The droplets that are just a little bit bigger than the virus itself. They blow right through the mask. And there's way more of those aerosols, way more of those micro droplets. Then there are snot balls that the masks do protect you from. So I'm going to go out into the mean streets of the world, get myself shot. But I'm going to take a uh, triple layer of aluminum foil and wrap it around my body and say, you know what? This will help. Sure, that's a good idea. You get my point? A false sense of security is very dangerous. Because what it does is it annuls. It gets in the way. It neuters. It neutralizes. It depresses the process through which you can mobilize an intelligent response. You have to start with the truth and go from there. Not start with a fantasy and go from there. Not start with delusion and go from there. That's what we're doing. From surgical masks to even this six-foot distance rule. Yeah, the six-foot distance rule. This virus will spread no matter what we do. There's nothing we can do. It's like Witkowski says. The only things, it's like Gusecki says. These are epidemiologists, if you don't know them, that I have placed on my show on many an occasion that'll tell you after 20, 30, 40 years of epidemiology, you have to mix the virus into the segment of the population you can afford to mix it with to attain herd immunity and simultaneously at least offer drastic protection to the sick and to the old. That's what we didn't do. Starting with Andrew Cuomo in New York and that jerk governor of, of New Jersey, that's an alcoholic, I promise you. Somewhere in history. He slurs his speech. He's not coherent. He always looks like he woke up out of bed when he's interviewed. There's something wrong with the governor of New Jersey. And he's just a sidekick for Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York. Either way, both those governors did not protect the sick and the elderly. They didn't. That's not even a secret. That's not even behind closed doors. We all know their response initially cost thousands of deaths in the old age homes. So what did we really do? We tried to protect those who didn't need protection, and that deterred us from protecting those who did. Stupid. Stupid. But do we learn from our mistakes? No. Do we change our tune? No. We just continue to tell mothers who birth children and who put their entire life into their progeny that they're not going to school because of a virus where the death rate for children from 0 to 20 years old, the death rate is 0.06%. Mothers, if you're listening, you have a much, 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 check my facts, fact check me. But don't be stupid enough to listen to CNN find one poor sick kid who succumbs to COVID-19 and have that be your irrational fear. It doesn't work that way. Let's continue with Dr. Jensen. I want to do that. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I, 
my heart is sinking right now as you're telling me this. You're, you're a doctor. Why in the world would they be sending you out information to fill out death certificates, whether the person's been diagnosed with COVID-19 or not, but then to say in the death certificate this person's death was caused by COVID-19? That, that does not sound right to me. I went to the person in our office who does most of the death certificates over the last you know, 10, 20 years, and I said, does this sound right? I had her look at the documents that I printed it off, and she said, well, we've always been told that you always put down just facts. You don't put down any probabilities. You don't put any presumptions down. It's just what you know. And so this is concerning, and, and it actually gets to your point, Chris. When we start talking about the data that goes into the modeling, we have to ask ourselves a question. Are we being forthright? Are we sharing with the public? Minnesota, North Dakota, we don't need to be having it sugar-coated. We want to know but what's going into your modeling. So with that being said, why would they want to skew the number of deaths due to COVID-19? Well, fear is a great way to control people. And this is a very soft-spoken man. Why did, would they want to skew the numbers. You know, this is a state senator. He's in a position that may limit him. You have to understand that. I'm not. And that's the vaccine. Gates, Fauci, Burks. Guys. One of my uh one of my my uh how should we say editors just contacted me and said I was hard on the audience and I told them no I'm not being hard on the audience I know my audience has been lazy about this I know what they're doing I'm sick of talking about this because I know too many people are trying to be what they call good citizens or too many people are just still hiding under a rock thinking they're going to get up one day and it'll be gone at this point, you can't do that anymore. You got to get in people's faces. You have to challenge these, whatever you want to call them, when they challenge you. I do it at least three or four times a day. And I do it well, and I use the facts, and I don't get disrespectful, and I don't get violent, and I don't even get aggressive. But I will say, you need to understand that you're being misled. You don't understand that the surgical mask you think I'm supposed to wear, it doesn't do a thing. And you have to tell them why. The filtration system in a surgical mask does not catch the microaerosols. And there's way more threat off the aerosols because they travel far. They travel way more than six feet. And on that basis, this is a false sense of security. You think because you wear a surgical mask, you're protected. You're not going to get it. That's a fantasy for reasons stated. Now let's add a few more fantasies. That we're all going to suffer this out, kill our economy, put the lives of people who have put years of toil and everything they had into their businesses, destroy your children. Kids, your kids are screwed. I mean, please, moms, dads, grandparents, wake the hell up. Do you know what it's like for a kid to go to school fighting an enemy it can't see with a face mask on and not even going to school 
and not even to be able to relax and run and play and hug their classmates. Can you even comprehend the impact of that? This is death. This is death to the spirit of your child. That's real death. That's not poetry. That's not ethereal perceptions. That's real hard time death. Why? Because there's a reason? Because this is smallpox? Because this is influenza? This is the Spanish flu? And kids are susceptible? I would be online first telling you to stay under a rock. If it was anything even grossly approximating this. Not the case. He's just being lied to by people that want a vaccine. This is about pharma. This is about pharma buying politicians. This is about pharma buying your politicians. It's about pharma buying your media. And of course, who's behind pharma? That's the central banks. This is a banking, pharmaceutical, political scam. You are being hacked. Hacked, hacked, and hacked. And so I ask you, to use what the common man has, a true sense of common sense. Who do you know that's gotten sick? Who? Who do you know that's died? Do you have any personal experience with anyone under the age of 20 that succumbed? And you don't. And you won't have a name to offer. And you have to ask yourself, why are we changing the delicate balance of childhood? when we can't offer a real reason other than what some extremely biased, bought, draconian, demonic influence has to argue. Where's your common sense? Ellen Hofstetter down in San Clemente, ex-police officer turned yoga teacher. Get to know him, Dennis Prager. 300 people. How, people of Los Angeles, could that be? How? 300? One of the most preeminent, nationally, internationally known radio figures. Drives a moratorium and nobody goes. How about this? How about... You call up Armstrong's Nursery. Yeah, Armstrong. There's a bunch of geniuses. They don't take cash. I wanted to say this on air, and I just didn't have time. But Armstrong's doesn't take cash anymore. What is that? Well, we already know this has been in literature. Even the CDC it's very, very hard to get COVID from surfaces. And the exchange of green, in that how many people use money? But nonetheless, in the exchange of that currency, it's very difficult to transmit the virus. But there's an implication here. When Armstrong, a well well-frequented nursery down here, Armstrong's Nursery, if you don't know of it, says we're not taking money. The implication of that is very deep. 
The implication of that's very dangerous. I've been on the phone with Armstrongs. I've been in Armstrongs. They didn't like what I had to say, and I don't care. Would you please call Armstrongs? Would you please tell them that you enjoy their facility, but you're not going to go to it if they don't reinstitute the exchange of money? If they don't change their policy back to the way it was in that the literature supports that it's very, very hard to transmit the virus through surfaces. If they don't change it back, you're going to Rogers Gardens. You're not going to go to Armstrong's. You're going to go to the Home Depot. You're not going to go to Armstrong's. Would you please do that, especially the one in Newport Beach? Tell them respectfully. There's no reason for this. It has dangerous implications. And if you're Christian, tell them that's the beast. Because that is the beast. See, the whole flow of the world now is what? It's one big computer chip yeah it is take censorship censorship in google censorship in youtube owned by google censorship on every media outlet and what's happened with censorship people with alternate opinions politically and medically get censored be very hard to censor back in the day when we had 50 newspapers When we had a world with true and free competition, meaning when we had alternate mediums of communication, rather than one medium of communication funneled into one main site. And that's what we have now. Facebook, Google, Twitter, YouTube. It's all the same stink. Doesn't matter if they're different owners. They're all in cahoots. Because you're not allowed to say intravenous vitamin C has an effect on the immune system that would be meaningful against COVID. Because alternative medicine really doesn't have a platform. Because you can't say surgical masks don't work. You have censorship boards on you immediately. And if you... Conjure a response when you have one flip of the button that puts you back in the Stone Age. How do you fight back? And that's what happens when you can't use money anymore. Your Versateller card is just a bank chip hooked into another bank chip, leading to another bank chip. And when the sequence of chips are against you, you're done. You have no money. You have no way to participate in society. It's here. That's what the Matrix was about. That's what the Beast is about. Take the chip. Take the electronic module that defines you and sells your soul. And that's what Armstrong's has done. That's not conspiratorial. That's common sense. Do you want a banking system? Do you really want a monetary system that doesn't back its currency with gold? Well, we don't have that one either. But now do you really want a monetary system 
where you can't take a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars and put it in a safe or a bank vault and have it respected in every country in the world? Do you really just want to be on a grid that for a dissonant opinion you can be locked out of? Well, that's what Armstrong's is asking you to do under, of course, the rationale of we could transmit the virus. Guys, I'm not conspiratorial at all. If this virus were really dangerous, if this virus were even just dangerous to children, if this virus could be transmitted on surfaces, even moderately, let alone easily, I'd be all for the cessation of using currency, of money, until we were in the clear. But it's a lie. It's just a rationale. And I don't know why Armstrong's has succumbed. But they need to hear from you. And this is another example. This is about hitting it from all angles all the time. This is about bringing peer-reviewed articles by people with high credentials and alternate opinions to the drones, to the clones, and to people who are just operating without any respect to the numbers. And again, it's the numbers I want to get to. So let's continue to get to them. Let's go to Elon Musk on Joe Rogan. Watch this for the most part yourself. I'm going to go to eight minutes and 20 seconds. You see all these... Does this make sense? Hang on just a second. Definitely some... Protect the weak, protect the sick, but let's open up the economy. Okay, this is Joe Rogan saying there's a couple of ways to look at this. Protect the weak, protect the sick, but let's open up the economy. Listen to how this interview with Musk goes. This is Joe Rogan. It's on the website where you are. Just listen to it from my end for now and listen to the whole thing later by yourself. The other argument is stop placing money over human lives and uh, let's shelter in place until we come up with some sort of a decision and let's figure out some way to develop some sort of a universal income, universal basic income plan or something like that to feed people during the during this time when we yeah. make this transition. I think there's a so Rogan is saying two ways to look at this. Protect the sick, protect the weak, open the economy. Then I could add, have the virus neutralized by achieving herd immunity. Our bodies will do that. Don't listen to any jackass that says otherwise. Or hide under a rock, wait for a vaccine, mind you, that will probably only be 30 40% effective, if even that much, not to even deal with that sick it could get you but wait for a vaccine and just do handouts have the government give you whatever they give you ppp loans bank loans unemployment checks until all this goes away now listen to what musk says yeah um yeah, as i said my, you know, I, you know, my, my opinion is if, if if somebody wants to stay home they should stay home and if somebody doesn't want to stay home they should not be compelled to stay home that's my opinion. Do you think and if, that... If, if, if somebody doesn't like that, well, that's my opinion. Um, so, the now, yeah. Um, the, 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 this notion, though, that, uh, you, you know, you can just sort of send checks out everybody and, and things will be fine is not true. Oh. This is what you really got to listen to. Musk, who's in a better position than all of us to understand this. Listen to what he says about this option regarding hide under a rock, wait for a vaccine, and in the meantime, we'll take care of you. Listen to what he says. 
obviously. Uh, the, there's, some people have this absurd like uh, view that the economy is like some magic horn of plenty. Like it, it just makes stuff. Stuff, you know, whatever, it just, there's a magic horn of plenty and the goods and services, they just come from this magic horn of plenty. And then if, um, like if somebody has more stuff than somebody else, it's because they took more from this magic horn of plenty. Now let me uh, just break it to uh, the, the fools out there. If you don't make stuff, there's no stuff. Yeah, so. I love the way Musk does that. When you listen to him, when you watch his face on this YouTube clip, so he says, let me break it to you. If you don't make stuff, there is no stuff. And he looks at Rogan like, you got that? And he's bringing the full gravity of his understanding to the public. Pretty soon, there's no stuff. Have you noticed what happened to meat prices? I go to the butchery to get grass-fed meat. All the meat at the butchery is up as of last week, 6 to $8 a pound. This will be the beginning. The cost of everything is going to go through the roof because... It's the way the numbers roll. Supply, demand. There's less of it because we ain't making stuff. And it gets worse because eventually there is no stuff. But between we got stuff and there's less stuff and there's no stuff, what happens? You're going to spend a lot more money on very important commodities. One of them being meat. Listen to what he's saying. If you don't make the food... If you don't process the food, you don't transport the food, and the, well, the, the way the you know medical treatment, getting getting teeth fixed, there's no stuff. I would become detached from reality. You you can't just legislate. Did Elon Musk say where he got detached from reality? Come on. We're the most educated, affluent, insightful, philosophical, theological people on the planet in the whole history of the world. We're the United States of America. Did Elon Musk just say we've become detached from reality? You're damn right we have. And that is the scary, pathetic, nauseating piece of this as far as I'm concerned. The first sign of our detachment or I should say one of the major signs of our detachment was Facebook. That's right. You know, Facebook, your friends on Facebook, your real friends? Or were they your friends? Will they ever be your friends? Facebook always struck me, I'm sorry, like one huge toilet bowl. And what was left in it was what a communal toilet bowl would have. It was about worth that. And you're finding it out right now that finally, when we needed Facebook to tell the truth, that piece of crap that owns it sides with the dark forces, the evil empire. Mark Zuckerberg censors the truth. Is that what Facebook was supposed to be about? And why didn't we know that ahead of time? We're going to develop alternative media forums. We're doing it now. 
Del Brigtree, Kennedy Jr., Bitchute. It's happening. Now, Doc, now President Trump's executive order on Twitter. We're going to make moves. Thank God for our Constitution. Thank God for people in the know. But Musk said it in one sweeping, beautiful sentence. I love this guy. We've become detached from reality. He's looking at this, saying, where the hell? What good is education? You know, Musk has an opinion about that crap. Musk says, I'm not interested in your degree. I back him completely. Because he knows, because he's out there in the world of doing. There's certain types of financial avatars. Musk is one of them. He may not end up being the richest man in the world, but since when was it about the richest man in the world? Since when does Bill Gates get any closer to reality because he has more money than Elon Musk? Or more money than that guy that doesn't even have a car that has to take the bus to work? Since when? Since when did we fall to that one? If we really are a more advanced culture, it should begin with understanding credentials don't necessarily mean jack shit. Take it from a guy who at 62 has been in school most of his life. They mean jack shit. Knowledge is everything. Credentials don't necessarily reflect knowledge. And in the wrong side of the fence, those credentials almost guarantee you you've learned nothing. That's what Musk is saying. Thus Musk says, we've become detached from reality. Listen up. Slate money and, and solve these things. If you don't make stuff, there is no stuff. There's, there's no stuff. I would become detached from reality. You, you can't just legislate money and, and solve these things. If you don't make stuff, there is no stuff. Obviously. We'll run out of the stores. We'll run out of the, you know, the, it's, it's the whole, the machine just grinds to a halt. What's the way out of this? What do you think is like, if, if you had the president's ear or if people wanted to just listen to you openly, what do you think is the way out of this? Let's, let's, let's clear up the data. Hear what he says. What is the first way out of this? Clear up the data. From February 29th, who's been asking you to take a look at the data? See, I knew this because I studied HIV. It was the same game. It's the same people. You skew the data, use the media, scare the shit out of the public the public that's too busy trying to feed itself and then take control that's how I knew this is crocked from the beginning now listen to Musk straighten out the data listen to this man while he's around so like I said uh, just, just make sure we record as COVID only if it is uh, somebody has been tested uh, has received a, a positive positive COVID test, not if they simply have symptoms, one of like a hundred symptoms. And then if, if it is a COVID death, it must be separated. Was this, was COVID a primary, primary reason for death or did they also have stage three cancer, heart disease, emphysema, uh, and got hit by a bus and had COVID. 
Yeah, I've read all this stuff about that, about them. Uh, okay, now, off Joe Rogan's query, Musk is going to go into what's going on in the hospitals and physicians. So like Senator Jensen, like Dr. Ezekiel, you're going to get some real insight now into the reality, the reality that, of course, is changing your life. Diagnosing people as a COVID death despite other variables. This is not a, this is not a, this is not a, a, a question. This is what is occurring. And where are you reading this from? Where are you getting this from? The public health, health officials have literally said this. You see, Rogan is saying, uh, Elon, where did you get this thing about hyping up the numbers? And Musk looks at him. And I think Yo Rogan's just playing devil's advocate. But Musk looks at him with his eyes popping out of his head and saying, this isn't speculation. This is what's actually occurring. And when Rogan says, where do you get this? He says, what do you mean? Public health officials, Dr. Aziki et al., are telling us to our face. <laughs> this is what, that's the limit of me. That's where I just go off the end. I don't even believe it. <laughs> Honestly, I don't get it, man. Somebody steals your children, ruins your life, then stands up and says, hi, I'm an elected official. I want you to know that I'm stealing your children and I'm, I'm you know, running away with your goods and I just want you to know that. That's the way it's done. And then at the end of it, Dr. Ezeki, but we're trying to protect you. I mean, that's what's going on now. This is not this is not a question mark. Right. But this is never this is unprecedented, right? Like if someone had the flu but also had a heart attack, they would assume that that person died of a heart attack. Yes. Yeah. So this is unprecedented. Is this because this is such a, a popular I, mean, I don't, I don't want to use that word the wrong way, but I'm, that's what I mean, a popular subject and financial incentives. Yes. And and like I said this is not some sort of a, a moral indictment of of sort of hospital administrators it's just they're in it they're they're in a in a tough in a tough spot here um they actually don't have enough patients to 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 pay everyone but to with, without furloughing furloughing doctors and and you know, firing staff and yeah they're running potentially going bankrupt so so then they're like okay well the stimulus bill says if you know we get all this you know money if we say if, if, if they have, if it's a COVID death, I'm like, okay, they coughed before they died. Maybe. Okay, so Musk is, he, he's reiterating what I pointed out earlier. When the, when social policy, political and medical, decided not to have anybody go to the hospital but those who were life, death, or had COVID, the hospitals had a problem. They either furloughed doctors, meaning doctors don't get paid, meaning the 2,000, 3,000 a day they make and then they work four to five days a week or three days. They work one day a week or one day every two weeks or they don't work and they don't get paid. Well, that's the doctors. Then we have the hospitals. The hospitals have their bills to pay. And what Musk and I was saying earlier is very simple. What you do then off the stimulus package is make sure that anybody that gets into that hospital is listed as a COVID death because that's how you get the care package. So what does that 100,000 mean? What is that number really?
70,000, 60,000, 50,000, I'll guarantee you, I will guarantee you, it's half. I will guarantee you, we have not lost more than 50, tops 60,000 people. And I will guarantee you, in truth, this will be no worse than the flu, the harsher flus we've had. I will guarantee you the vaccine, if it ever comes, that vaccine will be no more than 30, 40% effective. And we're going to change the whole rubric of life, waiting for something that's not even going to be that effective, unless they lie about that too. In fact, they're, they're not even diagnosed as COVID. They simply, if you had weakness, a cough, a shortness of breath, like, frankly, I'm not sure how you die without those things. Hmm. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Right, there's so many different things that you could attribute to COVID too. There's so many symptoms. There's a diarrhea, headaches, dehydration, yeah, cough. Yeah. Yes, but to be clear, you, you, you don't even need to have gotten a COVID diagnosis. Right. You simply need to have had one of yes. many symptoms and then have, have died for some reason, and it's COVID. See, that's what Jensen was saying. So remember, Dr. Ziki, in the beginning, Dr. Ziki saying that if you die of cancer, congestive heart failure, old age, natural, whatever, and they test you and they find out you have antibodies to COVID, that's a COVID death. So there's, there's skew number one. There's joke. There's lie number one. What Elon Musk is saying is what Jensen was saying. They just take it from the symptom. If you have the symptom, what symptom? Any symptom that sounds like you could attribute it to COVID, it's a COVID death. And that's being monetarily driven by the hospitals who aren't doing their usual numbers because that's what the CDC political mandate was. Do you see how it's working? How bad do you want to get screwed? Oh, but what can you do? You're just the public. We can't do anything. I'm just a little man. You see, no. No, 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 no. No. Share my show. Learn my shows. Argue my points at least once a day. Respectfully. Without foul language. Without raising your voice. Without breaking the law. Without being violent. Without being criminal. Just voice and opinion. And of course you can find you're not allowed to do that. Just ask YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. But you better start. Your political leaders. Find out how you get in touch with your political leader. Your state assemblyman. Your houseman. Meaning the house of representatives to the state in this case of California. Your state senator, that's Feinstein. Those of you in the Hollywood area, I think it's Waxman. Get to the governor. Get to the mayor. Let them know they're being misinformed. Give them the benefit of the doubt and tell them if they don't change the mandate, if they don't lift the quarantine, you will make sure they do not see your vote. Do that. Get on YouTube. Voice your opinion. Back the clipping of the wings of the censorship policies of YouTube, of Facebook, 
of Twitter, this crap, this disgusting shit about community guidelines? Since when is giving an alternate opinion in affront to community guidelines? I'll tell you when, since you have pigs like Mark Zuckerberg running companies. That guy, he disgusts me. I have never been on Facebook. Personally. For that reason. Ellen Hofstetter. Police officer. Retired. Yoga teacher. San Clemente. Political activist. Not a criminal. Nothing more than civil disobedience guaranteed by our Constitution. Support him. Send him money. I have. Dennis Prager. Only 300. How can that be? How? And parents. Parents. I made my case the first half of the show. Parents, what are you smoking? These are your kids. Get your groups together. Go to the school board. Write the school board. Tell them. You're not going to send your kids to school at all. Let the teachers live off the lamb. Let the teachers live off social service. Do not buy the bird droppings they offer you for September. Go to the private schools and then tell the private schools, don't follow the public guideline. Challenge the governor. Bring the media in. Have the public schools, have the private schools, the Catholic schools, the Orthodox schools, all of them. Have them, because of quantity, bring their prices down. From the 900 a month it costs, they'll charge 400 a month. They'll bring their cost down and make it on the back end with the increase in enrollment. Start the dialogues. Do not stand for this. Show your children strength. Do not succumb. This is your right. As citizens, as Americans, under our Constitution, you have to act. How can you offer your children anything less? I don't get it. I really don't get the complacency. I had a, a woman in my office a number of months ago, before COVID-19. She was having a horrid time. She had four kids. She's going nuts. She was sick herself. Her family life had become nothing more than a pit of anxiety. And she was a good mother. She was a loving mother. And she, she had a son. And her son was a maniac. I mean, this kid was just filled with energy. Don't turn your back. And in my office with her son and other three, she looked at me. And she looked at me and said, you see what I have to put up with? And you know what I did? I looked at her and I said, I said, lady, I didn't call her lady. I called her by her first name. I'll make a name up, Mary. I said, Mary, I'm sorry. You trust me. You do. Or you wouldn't be here. I said, Mary, wake up. Wake up, Mary. Mother of four. Drowning in motherhood. 
exhausted, sick, feeble, and only 40 years old. I said, Mary, wake up. It's a little boy. I said, Mary, you have a little boy. You have a healthy little boy that you and your husband have put time, money, and energy into making a powerful little boy. And you think that his day should be spent in the house playing computer games and playing with his little sisters. And you're wondering why that little boy, that little leopard you so proudly birthed and matured, is tearing your eyeballs out. Because you're torturing him, Mary. You're torturing your son. And you think that's what good socialization is. And I gave it to her. And she took it. And she had her eyes opened. Because it was just tough love. It was coming from a good place. I don't know about you. When I was a little boy, I got up every day. And when I wasn't in school, fighting and wrestling, being bullied and kicking the kicking the crap out of my enemy, little boy that I was, fighting back, learning to draw a line in the sand that you do not cross or you pay, and making my bones as a little boy should make his bones because that is what the world will teach you. When I was a little boy doing that in school, when I wasn't in school, I was a little boy doing that in a gang of thugs. 10, 20, 30 or more. And we played and fought every day. And they were rough moments and hard moments, but they were no different than what life offers, and I don't care who you are. And that builds something that we're not building anymore. We're not building it anymore. We're playing to the low we're playing to the weak. We're revolving the culture around the dumbest, the slowest, the weakest. The weakest morally, the weakest physically, the weakest psychologically. That's our motto. When we say, what about the old? What about the children? We don't even help the old and the children. We're so blind we're so concocted backwards, ass backwards, that we shoot ourselves in the foot. In the end, like COVID, we didn't protect the old and the sick. And we're certainly not protecting the children. And what we're doing, by the way, COVID aside, is building the weakest. We're not going to get away with that. We are on the cusp of the matrix. We truly are. See the film. See that sickening moment when it's revealed to the audience, those moviegoers, that really the world is just a bunch of blobs of gelatinous shit, all cloistered together in some dark void in space, living out themselves through robots. I don't know what to say to you anymore. Get mad. Get mad now and start doing something. See you next week.